You're listening to the Pilot Photog Podcast. I'm your host, Juan, also known as Tog. Let's listen to the story on how the eagle became the strike eagle. This is part two in the series about the F-15. If you haven't listened to episode one, I'll go ahead and leave a link in the episode description. The F-15E Strike Eagle is a dual-role fighter, meaning it is capable of performing both air-to-air and air-to-ground missions, which allow the Strike Eagle to take the fight down to low altitude and operate day or night in virtually any weather. Developed from the hugely successful F-15 fighter, the Strike Eagle was created to fly long-range interdiction missions or deep air support without the need for fighter escort or electronic warfare aircraft. Notable features that distinguish the Strike Eagle from the F-15C Eagle are tandem seats, conformal fuel tanks, and a typically darker camouflage. Let's take a look at some of the key specifications for the Strike Eagle. Maximum speed, reported to be Mach 2.5+. Empty weight, 31,700 pounds. Maximum takeoff weight, 81,000 pounds. Engines, each Pratt & Whitney F-100 afterburning turbofan produces 14,590 pounds of thrust dry or 23,770 pounds of thrust with afterburner. When it comes to armament, the Strike Eagle is armed with the internal M61 20mm Vulcan cannon, which is capable of firing 6,000 rounds a minute or 100 rounds a second. Additionally, the Strike Eagle has numerous hardpoints for mounting an impressive array of ordnance. These include two under each wing and fuselage pylons. When it comes to loadouts for air-to-air missions, the Strike Eagle can equip heat-seeking short-range AIM-9 Sidewinders or medium-to-long-range AIM-120 AMRAMs. When it comes to -to air-to-ground missions, the Strike Eagle can select from AGM-65 Mavericks, the AGM-84 Harpoon Anti-Ship Missile, the AGM-84 Slam ER Cruise Missile, the AGM-154 Joint Standoff Weapon, and the AGM-158 Joint Air-to-Surface Standoff Missile. Additionally, the Strike Eagle can load up with a varied array of freefall bombs, including 500-pound Mark 82s, 2,000-pound Mark 84s, the GBU series of laser-guided bombs, and CBU-87s and 97 cluster bombs. Next, we will take a look at the sensors. The Strike Eagle initially made use of the AN-APG-70 radar system. Known as the Eyes of the Eagle, the ANAPG-70 radar can detect and track aircraft along with small high-speed targets at both beyond visual range distances as well as close range distances and even at altitudes down to treetop level. As part of the F-15E's modernization program, ANAPG-82 Actively Electronically Scanned Array or AESA radar has been implemented. AESA radars are more accurate, faster to slew or change scan direction, and require much less maintenance. Additionally, the Strike Eagle can equip the Low Altitude Navigation and Targeting Infrared for Night or Lantern Pod, which significantly enhances the combat effectiveness of precision-guided weapons. Defensively, the Strike Eagle makes use of radar warning receivers, identify friend or foe or IFF interrogators, the ANALQ-128 Electronic Warfare Warning Set for Electronic Countermeasures, and the internal ALQ-135 Internal Countermeasure Systems, or ICS. Next, we will get into the development of the Strike Eagle. Initially developed as an air superiority-only fighter, and while hugely successful in that role, McDonnell Douglas quietly worked on an interdictor and strike version of the F-15. The idea was that the strike version of the F-15 would replace the General Dynamics F-111, 
and the few F-4s that were being tasked with these roles. This new strike version would be designated the F-15E. Having been made aware of this, the Air Force began weighing the option of either purchasing more F-111s or opting for the F-15Es instead. A study known as the Tactical All-Weather Requirement, conducted in 1978, recommended that the Air Force move forward with the F-15E as the strike platform of the future. In 1981, the Air Force officially announced the program to replace the F-111. The program is known as the Enhanced Tactical Fighter, or ETF. The ETF requirements were to produce a single fighter which could operate deep strike missions without escort or jamming aircraft. Several designs were considered, including the Panavia Tornado. The Tornado was soon eliminated from the competition as it did not really possess an air superiority aspect and was not made in America. Two final designs were submitted, the F-15E and the F-16XL. While the F-15E was very similar to the already existing two-seat F-15D trainer, the F-16XL had major design differences from the production F-16. Most notably was the crank delta wing which vastly improved performance. While the F-16XL was promising, it suffered from two major disadvantages. The wing redesign would incur substantial costs to create a production line, and the use of a single engine was deemed too risky as a strike fighter would likely be exposed to substantial anti-aircraft fire. Although the F-16XL would lose out in the competition, it would go on to be used as a test vehicle for NASA. The F-16XL has also seen new life as a proposed F-36 Kingsnake aircraft. I'm currently working on a YouTube video exactly on this. Look for a link in the show notes. Getting back to the F-15E. In 1984, the Air Force officially chose the F-15E with an initial order of 400 aircraft. The first production F-15E was delivered in 1988 and subsequent deliveries continue to this day. When it comes to countries that operate it, the United States is the primary operator of the F-15E with over 200 operational examples. Other countries include... Israel, which operates the F-15IA, or Israel Advanced Version. Saudi Arabia, which operates the F-15S and F-15SA, or Saudi Advanced Versions. Singapore, which operates the F-15SG. Qatar, which has 36 F-15QAs, or Qatar Advanced on Orders. And the Republic of Korea Air Force, which operates over 50 F-15Ks. Now, we will move on to the operational history of the Strike Eagle. The first combat deployment for the F-15E occurred during the 1991 Gulf War in what became known as Operation Desert Storm. The Strike Eagle's involvement in Desert Storm kicked off on the night of 17 January 1991 with attacks on Scud sites. F-15Es continued attacks against Scud sites, tanks, and installations throughout the war. Two F-15Es were lost in separate incidents to enemy fire. Following the Gulf War, Strike Eagles also participated in enforcing no-fly zones during Operation Northern Watch and Operation Southern Watch over Iraq. Several strike missions were conducted by F-15Es as a result of repeated violations of the no-fly zone. Throughout the rest of the 1990s, F-15Es participated in several operations in support of efforts in the Balkans. These included Operation Deny Flight, Operation Deliberate Force, and Operation Allied Force. All told, thousands of sorties were flown, and extensive deployment of the GBU laser-guided bombs were used. Following the attacks on September 11th, Strike Eagles were deployed as part of Operation Enduring Freedom. During Operation Enduring Freedom, F-15Es were used to support ground troops as well as Strike Taliban targets. It is interesting to note that during these sorties, the longest fighter mission in history took place. Two F-15Es attacked Taliban command and control centers 
a roadblock, and a couple of buildings. Their time over the target area was an incredible nine hours and included 12 air-to-air refueling sessions. The entire mission lasted a staggering 15 and a half hours. In 2003, during Operation Iraqi Freedom, among other attack missions, Strike Eagles were credited with destroying 65 MiG fighters on the ground, as well as destroying 60% of the elite Iraqi Republican Guard. In 2011, as part of Operation Odyssey Dawn, F-15Es were deployed to enforce the Libyan no-fly zones. During these operations, an F-15E suffered equipment problems while egressing a target area and crashed. The two members bailed out safely and landed in enemy territory. They were rescued by U.S. Marines. And finally, starting in 2014 as part of Operation Inherent Resolve, Strike Eagles have been deployed to combat ISIS targets in Syria and Iraq in operations that continue to this day. So what is the Strike Eagles' future? Having a planned service life measured in decades and despite numerous structural enhancements to extend the operational use of the Strike Eagle, a replacement will likely be needed in the next decade. For highly contested airspaces and modern air defenses, the F-35 and F-22 can be used. Although not possessing nearly the same payload capacity as the Strike Eagle, the F-35 should be able to take out advanced air defenses and pave the way for the next wave of fighters. Which brings us to the F-15EX. With the ability to carry a staggering 22 air-to-air missiles, some have called the F-15EX a missile truck. The thought is that the F-15EX can operate in lightly contested airspaces and provide fire support for more forward-operating F-35s. The F-15EX will be the next episode in this series on the F-15 Eagle. What do you think? Is the F-15E Strike Eagle one of the best fighter bombers? How much longer do you think it will serve with the United States Air Force? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also check out my YouTube channel. I'll leave the link in the show notes below. And lastly, you can find me on any social media platform at Pilot Photog. Be well, stay safe, and see you next time.